Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast, a podcast that focuses on marketing tips, trends, and techniques for marketers and advertisers by industry experts, influencers, and insiders. Follow along with us on social media at handle AdSemble. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also, join our Ad Hero community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Ad Hero. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. I'm your host, Erish Rivers, my compatriots, Gino and Matthew are not with me today, but instead I've got a uh, special treat for you. I've actually got Sam of Swagworks with us. Uh, say hello, Sam. What up, Erish? Uh, thank you very much for having me, and I uh, love what you guys are doing here with the pod. Uh, hey, thanks, man. Um, yeah, like I, we, Sam and I were talking a little bit earlier before, and uh, I was telling him how, how just ad hoc this is, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes with podcasting and anything, really. I mean, the key is just get started and then tweak as you go, right? Yeah, and that's so. that's that's one of the biggest themes that we've always kind of come back to with a lot of people. Uh, you know, how do I get started? Whether it's billboards or any kind of business with branding or advertising, it's like, well, where do I start, right? Right, and we've done uh, billboards with you guys too, and um, you know, love the partnership with you guys. And even you're right, whether it's a billboard or anything, you know, you're going to want to test it out, and you know that the, your first run is not going to be the best, right? It's the, about the long term. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think my uh, I, I had a first run where I tried some entrepreneurial stuff, and uh, it actually ended up being one of my success stories for this company because you know I figured, all right, let's go ahead and dive into this, and I downed like 20k. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, that's the, kind of like my big success story. Matthew loves it. Yeah. Um, and basically what it was was, uh, you know, I had lost $20,000 promoting this, this concert because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one thing where I got started before I was ready. I just, I just didn't look at it and figured it was so easy. Right. And then hit the fast forward button. Here I have another chance to do it. Except this time I was like, oh, you know what? Let's try digital billboards because the sales had completely stalled out. Um, so we put up one billboard and then we saw like 20 K come back in that one week. And I was kind of like, all right, all right, universe. I get it. it. (laughs) Thank you for that. I learned my lesson. So I love that. Yeah. Uh, so Sam, for everybody listening in, uh, we're not live streaming today. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully I've, I've looked better. So, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, tell everybody who's listening, um, quick elevator pitch of who you are, what you do, man, you know? Right, for sure. So um, I go by Swag Sam. That's my personal brand because I sell swag, also known as promotional products, brand merchandise, all that good stuff. Uh, born raised in Gil- born Mountain View, raised in Gilroy, family business, value business products, uh, office supply company, and um, I'm kind of taking the company value business products, the family company, in a different direction on our dba called swagworks um so they do office supplies i do swag and um i'm a content creator as you know and we've had um good partnership with ad hero through our media network what up silicon valley so yeah quick little overview there you go i love that um i didn't realize that swagworks was part of another business essentially that it splintered off that way totally yeah so um long story we don't have time now but in college, my first business was called Chico Feet, and 
in a nutshell, I made in the town Chico. Everyone calls the bottom of their feet uh, Chico feet because they're dirty from running around <laughs> and partying, right? And everyone knows the term. So, quick version. I'll try to do this in less than two minutes. But um, I was heading to San Diego for my internship uh, to work at a hotel, and I was talking with my mom, and she's like, "Oh, we have these really cool sandals. They leave an impression in the sand of whatever words, whatever color, or colors, totally custom. You should go try sell those to the hotels down there because the family business sells office supplies and very small promotional products." So I'm like, "Mom, I'm not selling sandals for you." But then I got the idea of Chico Feet sandals, right? Because it fits the town so much. Um, so yeah, I launched with that and it was a huge success in Chico. The founder of Sierra Nevada knew who I was because he saw me on TV, all that. Had a lot of meetings. But then the day came back to Silicon Valley where there's a, a little bit more business <laughs> and didn't like office supplies. So doing promotional products full time. Yeah. So yeah. That works out now. As far as Chico Feet, performed back then i'm really right. curious uh and like so i've never heard of the term chico feet but that 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 is going into it's a niche store, man i love that <laughs> it, it's, it's a niche thing right so like that's one of those things where i was never trying to sell a lot of sandals like the sandals the the swag item really was building brand awareness right it's reaching people on the emotional level of the child when you're in sales, right? Rather than being like, hi, this Sam with value business products, I'd love to sell you some swag, right? <laughs> hey, this Sam with Chico feet, their response is gonna be a few things. It's gonna be like, wow, Chico feet, what's that? Tell me more, <laughs> or I saw you on the news, but anything where you break to them, you know, on a deeper connection than just the salesperson. So the idea was to show them how I made swag work with my business oh, now let me show you how i can make swag work for your business so oh yeah. i see that's uh and you I, you can see the light bulb over my head right, right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> listeners can't see it but they can hear it in your voice right yeah, yeah man that's um so. I, I love the idea of that but um so i'm curious because as far as swag goes mm -hmm. um and and getting businesses out there and is would you say that there's a little bit easier of an entry like how do i formulate invest this? in swag well, you know what? Yeah, like so, because there are a lot of companies who you know they, they get a business card, right? right. Business card and maybe a, a T-shirt or like those free pens that come in the mail or whatever. Yeah, cheap stuff. That yeah, is, yeah. Just trash. Yeah. I appreciate the one that was uh, sent to me for free. That was <laughs> with your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty good, but um, where would you say a company really should start out if, if they're looking at the idea of swag and promotional items? What have you seen that? has been some of the most, I guess, effective conversation starters right. or things that really have people coming back or leave the biggest impression. So I'm kind of funny like that because I don't like to talk about products and it's a $23 billion industry with over 800,000 items in the quote unquote catalog and a lot of things that we can do custom outside of the catalog. So you think of promotional products, you think of custom because it's gonna have your logo on it. But in reality, 99% of the time, what businesses are doing is they're taking their logo and putting it on a product. So custom would be like an example of going overseas and creating a product from scratch, right? So we've done that with like Pizza My Heart, for example, we make uh, custom cheese shakers, things like that. And we've done different custom projects, but that's a smaller, you know, a lot of businesses don't have the budget for that. You have to start off um, at least five to $10,000 for a budget to do like fully custom. Now for like a smaller business that's wanting to get started with swag, I know I've done blogs about this, like a swag starter kit. 
And it's really a consultative thing. You need to know what the industry is, you know, what their approach is, what the purpose is for, if they're using it for customer acquisition versus um, employee appreciation, uh, client gifts or trade show giveaways, whatever it is, each variation like purpose has a different way you're going to use the item, right? Like, for example, if you have a trade show coming up, I like to have a three tier approach. So what I say is the first tier is for the quote unquote trick or treaters. <laughs> you know, the people that come to your booth and they just want something, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't care anything about you. They just want to take, it's trick or treaters. So for them, we like to suggest, you know, something low cost, whether it be a pen, a sticker, you know, something like that, just so people feel like they get something and it makes the table look good, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's a low cost, let's just say a dollar pen or $2, you know, maybe 300 units if it's a small event, right? You know, that's a pretty low cost investment. Now from there, depending on your budget, let's say 150 to 300 units because that's usually a minimum and that's usually good for a, an event or a few events, right. depending on the scale, right? You could do something from maybe three to five dollar range, or maybe five to ten, just depending on your budget. Um, items we have, I'm I brought some swag here. I'm looking at these sticky patches. These things are probably like maybe three dollars or something. And everyone's familiar with a patch, but what I love about these is it's really a sticker because the back has an adhesive, so you can peel it off and just put it on your backpack, whatever. And I go around all these breweries, mm -hmm. they're all selling patches and they all have the sticky adhesive, so I don't really get that. Breweries hit me up, I can this help you out. This <laughs> is the first time I picked one up over here and it's got the, um, the Swagworks logo on it. This is the first time I've seen one of these, dude. Right, this yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. We try to, you know, unique and memorable things that people are actually going to use. If your budget dictates getting trinkets and trash, then don't use swag. It's that simple. You know, I mean, like we're not, that's just contributing to more waste in the world. No one wants it. And it's not going to be a good re representation of your brand. Yeah, ends up in the junk drawer. Yeah. Everyone's got one, right? So, and then the third <laughs> tier is like, you know, maybe a higher level item, something that you put on the back of the table where they can't reach and grab it, but they want to know more. And you have a few underneath the table. So, you know, it's kind of like you mentioned business cards. You know, people feel special if you don't have your cell on the business business card and you go, oh, let me write myself yeah, that right old on. school sales trick, right? <laughs> so it's the same thing. Like you pull one under the table because it's a hot lead and you gift them, you know, the expensive item. So that's just a quick example. You know, it reminds me of a story. Um, there's a gentleman named Sohail Khan. Have you ever come across him? Maybe. Sohail, I've heard. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's, he's hailed as like the, uh, he's this huge joint venture guy, like on oh, okay. the space. But that was one of those things. He told a story about the business card thing, you know, right in the way. Right. And he went to one of those masterminds or whatever, 15K for, per attendee. And all these people are clamoring around this guy after he's done talking. And uh, so Hale said he went back after the event was done. Uh, whatever reason, he went back into the room and he saw that everybody's business cards were just stacked up on the side. Right. And it was one of those things. Um but then, you know, you kind of flip the script on that and you just say, okay, well, you know, this person's not going to take my card. But then if I can give them or send them something else mm -hmm. that is, well, for one, more useful, um, that's going to make a little bit more of an impression. And, you know, we've, we've done the same thing with some of our clients here at AdSymbol. Uh, we recently sent out uh, a care package to uh, somebody who's going to be launching a billboard campaign. Oh, I should know this. Coming in uh, October. 
and running for several months. Yeah. Um, but you know, but instead of just like, hey, here's a card and and whatever, it was like, hey, like, here's a shirt, here's a water bottle, and of right, course, yeah. you know, so something you're gonna use, you know, especially if somebody's gonna get out and run a some run around or something like that. Um, totally. So I had a couple of questions because Matthew is not here with us, but I want to dive into at least one of these. Uh, he's got a lot of these questions here. And actually, I like this one because this is this this is right down my, my angle. So from Matthew, uh, what's the craziest or the most unique designed piece of swag you ever made for a client? Oh, man. Uh, putting, my, putting me on the spot here. <laughs> Let's see. The craziest and most unique piece of swag we've ever done for a client. Um Whew. Well, I love our butter shirts, so I'll just talk about the butter shirts because that's unique butter and shirt. a lot of people don't know about those. But um, it, traditionally speaking, when you do T-shirts, right, you're going – say you do a, a T-shirt that's a dark color. If you put light colors on top of a dark, you need to put a base layer. So that's going to make the print very heavy. If you're going out on a hot day, that print is going to stick to you. 99% of swag jobs, eh, I shouldn't say 99, but I'm throwing out numbers, so let's just say 90%, <laughs> right? Most are going to be this plastisol heavy screen printing that no one likes, especially when it's a light color on a dark shirt. So what we do is butter shirts, and you have one right here, I'll let you feel it. And when you put your fingers over the print, what do you feel over the print? Nada. You don't feel anything. It feels like butter. So um, it's like a, butter. Yeah. what Erish is uh, holding on to right now is one of our butter shirts uh, for our video show, Eat Up Silicon Valley. And it's a dark navy heather t-shirt with uh, bright colors on it. And you can't feel anything at all. And we even did a pocket tee on that. I was going to say, I want you to know I really appreciate the pocket on it. You like that? <laughs> I'm nice. a dad, dude. This is, this is, uh, the more pockets, the better. You know? That's too <laughs> so. funny. So, yeah, the butter shirts have been a big hit recently. Um, they're very trendy. They're fashion forward. They're retail inspired. Because when you get retail shirts, you know, when you buy a T-shirt, it better not have that cheap plastisol print on it. But we're so used to with, you know, swag shirts, it's okay. Yeah. Well, we're changing that. We want to elevate the game and, you know, put this at the top of your drawer, the T-shirt you want to wear, not because it's the last shirt you have before you do laundry, right? And just so, so uh, for everyone to know, uh, and it even says butter soft shirts. I mean, this thing is amazingly soft. And, it's, yeah, a private label too. So what private labeling means is um, – in the inside neck where it might say like say o'neill because it's an o'neill shirt on the inside we're going to put your logo on the inside neck and then even with these we did a custom um i forget what these are called but a little uh paper thing and wrap them like a burrito they call it the burrito roll so the whole the burrito, piece yeah. is uh very retail inspired and we've been doing a lot of those for our clients in 2019 so, I love yeah. this. Um, is there a place where I can maybe buy more of these? Because I'm going to tell you now, like my wife is going to steal this from me. Right. <laughs> you talk to me and I get you more. Um, I have more of the eat up shirts. Um, so we use swag to build our own business. Um, you know, I, I was taught very early on in my career about the law of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, it's a good law. So basically, if you haven't heard of it, but it's like, you know, shower people with these gifts right they're going to feel so it's it's i don't want this to come <laughs> off wrong but you know they're going to feel like they owe you one right yeah, you know like you're going a, to be appreciative in the back of your head there's this kind of like uh, like a little bit of an ob, you know obligatory type of like oh man i should really 
That was really, really cool of them. I should at least answer the email. Or I should <laughs> right, like, yeah. get back to them on this or shoot them something, you know? Yeah, and I mean, that's the same thing you did with the gift. You know, you're like, thank you for your business. Now, here's uh, some ad symbol swag, right? You know? Yeah. So Absolutely. And I mean, I'll, I'm that guy who will take it a step further. If we're in town together, yeah, I'll buy him a burger. There you, you know? go. <laughs> <Why not laughs> buy him a burger. <laughs> From where? So we're in Silicon Valley. Where's your favorite burger? You know what? Since we have the eat up show, you know, I'm curious. Oh <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so I, I am a lost soul right now. Oh. Um, I don't have a favorite place where I like to go anymore. Nom Burger, Sunnyville. You got Burger. Nom. Nom Burger. N-O-M Nom. in Sunnyville. Delicious. Nom Burger. You know what, what, what was high on my list for a while? Yeah. Was, and... Uh, Oh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this. Okay, so the San Pedro Square Market, Market Square, whatever. Yeah. Um, God, what was that joint? It's, it's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Conjoey Burger. Conjo, yeah. Conjo is delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually um, I, I made a business partner over that. Oh, really? Yeah, because there was this guy, he came in his, I don't remember how we ended up talking, like complete life circumstance, coincidence, and he was just like, man, where can I get a good burger around here? It's like, we got to go to Conjo Burger. So we go, and he was just blown away at how good this burger was. Uh, and that's the thing. Like, Conjo Burger has a big following in the South Bay, but there's something interesting about the South Bay where whether it's a coffee shop, it's a restaurant or whatever, they're not using swag to support their businesses. Like, I remember going to Venice recently, uh, Venice Beach in SoCal, and all the little restaurants and coffee shops had, uh, like, T-shirts and all this different stuff. And, I mean – if Conja were to sell t-shirts, I'm sure that people would line up out. Okay, they wouldn't line up out the door to get a t-shirt, but I they mean, would rock. They yeah. would rock them. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not that guy. I'm not uh, that salesy anymore. Uh, so I'm not going to take that and go knock on their door. Hey, let me sell you some butter shirts with it. But um, yeah. Anyways, we're getting uh, off track here. No, no. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all the top of our head. So everybody, sure. yeah. Um, just if you happen to come to Silicon Valley. You've got to try Conjo Burger. I think one of the few businesses who's actually using swag um, to a very effective degree, I would say, is Sushi Confidential. Oh, Sushi Con's killing it with their yeah, swag game. Yeah. yeah, Every time I walk in there, I'm like, yeah, I really want that hat. Yeah. I mean, they know I'm going to go in there and eat. Yeah. Um, but when they can make an extra $5, 10 15 $20 off of me on top of the bill, uh, I mean, that's now I think about it. Is that something you've ever coached to towards business owners where they say uh, maybe use the swag as, as kind of the extra add-on, the upsell, so to say, versus just a, an outward-facing promotional. Yeah, I mean, it's not really my niche. Um, there's certainly a ton of uh, swag companies that do that. My niche is really with corporate uh, B2B and, you know, really that scene, more in retail. Um, nonprofits are big on using swag to, like, get signups and things like that. Uh, it's just different niches, right? Um, what yeah. have you found to be the... The one niche that just always keeps coming back. Mm. Oh, um, events. I mean, events, uh, the big thing for like for me, our business uh, personally would be event swag and employee appreciation gifts, especially um, holiday gifts. I feel like there's yeah. not enough of those employee appreciation types really? of things going around. Like, yeah. like there's just not enough events. Sometimes you hear about like an employee appreciation day and it's like, hey, here's 
like some pizza and some Starbucks gift cards. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, our clients at least like you know, summertime we do a lot of picnics. Um, so you know, we, we've done over the years a lot of picnic blankets, uh, you know, water bottles, things like that. Um, just different. Th- and we've done coolers. Just uh, you know, sometimes they go to the beach. I remember doing um for eBay. We did several different colored um eBay uh towels, beach towels, and just things like that. Um, the big companies do them. You know. I mean, I can definitely see that. Uh, And I was actually thinking about the idea. So when you mentioned like blankets and things like that, so I'm going to assume there's a blend of these things going on. I'm going to put you on the spot for this one. Go for it. Uh, So when it comes to making items and products, um, how much of that is kind of your your own making or or is it easier to go overseas or just outsource somebody to make it and then yeah. Right. So a lot of people don't really know how like the industry works, right? If whether you buy from a distributor like ourselves or the biggest player in the area or someone online like forimprint.com, I mean you always hear those commercials. We are all quote unquote brokers if you will. We're all middlemen and no one is actually um making the products, right? We're representing the factories. So it doesn't really matter if we're like we're never making products. I've never once uh, screen printed a T-shirt myself, you know, and I've sold majority probably wearables. So well, just, no, yeah, no one ever does it. Um, we're think of us as their sales force, mm-hmm. you know, for the factories. So yeah, we represent the factories. And the gears are turning now because there's a um, there's a guy I know who his whole thing was to make this business but it was based around 3D printing. Oh, right. And the idea was to create this replicatable thing, uh, replicatable, replicable, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, almost like this assembly line version of a place where people can come in and um, regardless of your skill, you can either just for fun print out like these things, these menu type items, right. and then maybe go and, and do the branding side of it. Um, or if you're a little bit more advanced, you can come in and actually use the software and all this kind of stuff and, and uh, just make on the spot there. Now, the, the money aspect of this was that he basically wants to be able to create this version where people can just run their entire businesses mm-hmm. uh, by proxy, like through this thing. So if they didn't necessarily want to be there, they could send it into the brick and mortar he would have built up. Right. And then he just gets the machines to work. And it's just like, oh, here you go. This is yours. You made this. And it's branded and, and do whatever you're going to do with it. So I think something like that would be extremely expensive, but it's a good event. It's a good experiential experiential marketing event and um, team building too, though. That so. if you well, actually, I'm, I'm curious. It is has 3D printing or anything like that ever kind of come across your your mind as a possibility or? Yeah, you know, uh, frankly speaking, a few years ago, I was a little threatened by it. I was like, oh man, how is this going to impact our industry? But I. I I don't know how that's going to affect us in the long term as that gets more efficient, you know, mm-hmm. but in the short term, it's a non-issue really. I mean, cause we're working on larger projects for the most part anyways. And I see how that could be beneficial to, you know, a smaller project, mm-hmm. but for a larger project right now, to my knowledge, I don't think they really have the capacity to compete with what we can offer. So. Yeah, I could, I can see that, man. And one of the things, because you mentioned you were threatened by it, so At just first the past then, man, yeah. back then. 
Um, I mean, you always have to be like, you know, uh, keep your eyes open and, you know, just listening to what's going on and seeing what's out there and what the possible threats are. It's like I'm watching this new show called Serengeti. Serengeti. Like, it's, it, oh, it's the best. It's on Discovery Channel, but it's all about like, you know, the lions out there, the cheetahs and all the different animals and how they're like looking for the prey and who's going to stalk them and just all that. And just having your head on a swivel and just being aware of like the business setting. So, you know, if, if you your ears perk up and it's like, oh, I should look into this. And, and then you look into it and it's like, okay, it's actually not that big a deal. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, that's um <laughs> interesting <laughs> analogy, right? Yeah, well, I love the analogy. And the reason I pause is because my brain is always doing these splits and, and things like right. that. So on one end, I want to press you for more information about like when I can watch Serengeti. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Offline, we can talk more, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so getting back on track, I, I'm curious because uh, we've had a number of clients come our way um, looking for billboard advertising. Mm-hmm. And we have found that a lot of people kind of in the swag industry tend – not to follow through with it mm-hmm. when it comes to billboard advertising they stick more to the digital uh you know social media all that kind of stuff right um so i'm curious for you as far as swagworks goes what would you say was the like opportunity pivot or a series of opportunity pivots that, that really moved the business from just kind of like eh, we'll, we'll kind of try this out to yes this is what we're doing in terms of advertising Oh, sorry. No, just in terms of, of like or, or jumping per- in with the business and, and putting uh, gas on it and going. Got it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been interested in traditional advertising, like being paper, print, radio, um, the billboards, all that type of stuff. It just, for the swag industry, it doesn't make sense unless you are for imprint, right? Because if you decide to go that route, that's who you're competing with. And they want to compete in a world that's price-based and a race to the bottom, right? And that's just for our industry. Advertising works great, but for our industry, like we used to be known as, and we still are um, advertising specialties. And technically like the swag industry is advertising, like that's where we're categorized. But the distributors like Swagworks that are quote unquote winning and progressive and going to be around to compete with um, the price-based ones are the ones that are being more mindful of their approach and being more of an agency, you know, offering more than just swag and offering company stores, offering solutions to products and not lead. Sorry, I said solutions to products. I meant solutions to whatever their event or situation is. The ones that are just offering products it's kind of a race to the bottom um so i'm not sure if that entirely answers your question well, at that point I, I started thinking about wish.com and you know it, it, you start you start cheapening out the product i think when you race to the bottom that way and i i think the idea of race to the bottom is something um that as you were saying it is, is one of those super important things that people may not really stop to consider too much as long as they're making a profit or you know they're in the black on something well, for the business, right? And then the consumer, like, put it this way, the pen you got that had your name on it, like, I'd be willing to bet that pen wasn't of the highest quality. It was cool that it had your name on it, but, like, a lot of the products that these companies are putting out there, like, it's the cheap stuff, you know? And they're going for the stuff you've seen, uh, you know, not the sticky patch, not the butter wash t-shirt. They're going for, you know, USB high drive, uh, USB drives that no one even uses USBs (laughs) anymore. You know, it's like things like that are just dumb stuff that's just more trinkets and trash and frankly it makes our industry look bad and that's why people 
people look at our industry and be like, eh, swag is crap, you know? And it just, it depends where you're getting it from, you know? Is there a kind of a hard line in your business that you just don't cross? Uh, Yes, yes. I'm glad you asked that. I totally (laughs) forgot. Um, So let's see. What was one of the recent trends? Um, Not the selfie sticks, but there was uh, something else a year or two ago. Fidget spinners. That oh, was yeah. it. So I refused <laughs> to sell a single fidget spinner. And anytime a client, because most of our business is done over email or, you know, like, you know, clients going back and forth and different stuff. Uh, so client wanted, this happened several times. Anytime a client emailed me about fidget spinners, that's why I would pick up the phone and talk to them. Like, <laughs> so why fidget spinner? You know, and then I'd offer them some other suggestions and I would talk them out of it. And even if it meant, uh, talking myself out of a sale mm-hmm. because I don't want to get back to us. Um, fidget spares are a me too item and there's, oh, I can't use that word anymore. It's a copycat item. No, you can do it. Why not? No, I, I, with, the, <laughs> I with, with the me too thing. Yeah, yeah. So I try to say copycat. Um, anyways, they're a copycat item. So imagine you're at a trade show and there's all these other booths doing uh, fidget spares. Do you want to be like them? Well, a good copycat item is like this hydro flask style water ball that's sitting right next to me. I think it's awesome. Right. That looks legit. Yeah. You want something <laughs> like that and you're like, oh, I can use more of these. Our thing about um, fidget spares is the bearings were getting loose and children were choking on them. So the point being, I don't want someone else in that company, my client, being like, why did you get these fidget spares? Because there was a bad experience and now that reflects poorly on us. So we do have um lines in the sand where it's like no we are not going to do that i applaud you on that kind of the forecasting of that and just realizing (laughs) like okay this could be a problem coming back because i feel that a lot a lot of companies kind of do the whole yeah we'll cross that bridge when we get to it right yeah um and that's we've seen how that turns out for a lot of people right yeah (laughs) um i had a question as as you were saying a lot of that um i really because i was i was wrapped up what you were saying man i I (laughs) wish i could remember that question if i do i'll just spring it on you in the middle (laughs) as we were talking about it but um in wow can you believe that fidget spinners were just skateboard bearings (laughs) 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 that thought just popped into my head that's all it was skateboard bearing with some plastic our society man (laughs) yeah you know we have an attention span shorter than a goldfish per microsoft study from a few years back oh i'm i'm the perfect poster child for that study (laughs) (laughs) right we need more mindfulness and um what i'm calling soul life balance rather than work life yeah Uh, speaking of balance and and keeping it still within the arena of swag and um when you're talking to clients, and, and I imagine this is something a lot of people need to consider, is because you do a lot of business online. Um, not everybody's in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. So for certain requests, say for somebody asking for a product in, a, I don't know, say like Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, a dry environment, uh, cold, versus somewhere that's like super humid right. and all that kind of stuff, is that something that you need to consider on your end? Uh, and, and do you coach that to any of your prospects as far as, hey, this product might not be so awesome here or it'll- definitely hundred um, percent. I really like working with our clients to really get an idea of what they're doing rather than processing orders. Um, we aren't online. Uh, we're online. You're right. In the sense that a lot of the communications email versus like phone, but we don't have like online ordering or anything like that type portal. Um, so that's a good way that we can intercept projects and not just like process 500 or, you know, a couple thousand fidget spares, um, and talk to them like, what's your goal here? Like, what do you <laughs> really want? And yeah, I, I 
I oftentimes do try to guide the clients in a different direction if they already know what they want. Um, but then again, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When someone says, hey, I have like $5,000 and I want this, this, and this. And, you know, I'm like, well, it's not the best, but that's good. Yeah, I'll just process it, right? You know, so <laughs> there's there's both ways. Um, it, it just kind of depends um, what, on the situation, you know. Oh, I dig it. Um, I, I want to pull up another one of Matthew's questions. Um, and I think actually, as I look at these, you actually covered uh, a lot of them. So as these questions arise, so when Matthew listens in, I know he will. Yeah. Your questions got answered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually here, uh, everybody. But, um, you know, the, the busy world of advertising never stops. Yep. So uh, it's kind of like, like Joe. So Rogan. what's his question? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? He had, he had several questions. Oh, okay. Uh, one was, you know, Actually, we'll just we'll shoot through it. Right? Why not? Let's go down the list. Okay. All right. We'll call it rapid fire, right? Rapid fire, yeah. yeah rapid yeah. fire. Okay. What's the most effective swag? Butter shirts. I love them. This I I love this butter shirt, dude. I <laughs> want every one of my shirts to be like this. There you go. I really do. People, you got to look at these things. You got to you got to get them. All right. Uh, next shot. When was the concept of swag first invented, or the history of swag? I believe it's 1789 with a commemorative button for George Washington's presidential campaign. It's in my book, so you can fact check it. I was not ready for that level of like pinpoint well, accuracy. So, so Matthew uh, didn't tell me the questions, but he did ask me that before he had to step out for his client meeting. I go, oh, that's in my book. Here, let me uh, go look. Oh, so otherwise, I wouldn't have known. All right, back to the rapid fire. Uh, you, you covered them already, man. Um, oh, okay, never but, mind. But I, okay, I'm still stuck on the butter shirts. I'm going to harp on the butter shirts uh, because it's getting hot out here. Um, but how do they breathe like in a humid environment? So that's the thing. Um, the specific one you're holding is a 60-40 cotton poly blend, which is similar to tri-blend. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I like the cotton polys uh, better. They're also a little bit less expensive. So those are going to be more of a performance type t-shirt. Like it's not like a dry fit, but you know, it's not that 100% beefy tee that you get at the Warriors games with oh, it. Yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> the ones that you end up when you're like painting a house. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the butter <laughs> uh, part of it's actually the printing. So that's really um, breathable because it's the heavy plastisol ink that makes the other style um, sweaty. So you're looking at executive sticky wallet. You know, a lot of people have seen the sticky wallets, but what I like about this is you get double the real estate, as I like to say, because it has a strap on it that opens up to a front and back uh, for credit cards, business cards, things like that. So that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. For anyone who can't, uh, as, as Sam's uh, uh, phone was on the desk, I was looking at this thing on the back, and it's just like, what is that? It looks amazingly convenient. You know? Yeah, my phone's a bit of a beast because I have this huge sticky wallet, which is just like a little uh, wallet on the back of the phone. People are probably seeing it with credit cards, but it has a double side, so it's larger than most. Then I put a pop socket on top of that. So my phone's kind of a beast. Yeah. <laughs> you had to start somewhere. And then a couple yeah. of last questions. I kind of want to do a, uh, like a nice Easter basket takeaway mm. for anyone listening. So it's going to be a couple of questions. So first one is, if anyone is looking in to get into the business, where would you recommend would be that first step in just starting? Like start selling swag? Yeah. Oh, um, I guess uh, like with anything, I wrote a book called The Written Goal. So I'd say uh, write down your goal and figure out your why and reverse engineer and figure out how to get there. 
right? I'm not going to let you off the hook with that book. Where, where can people get that book? <laughs> yeah, so go on to Amazon and you can search Swag Sam and you'll find The Written Goal. You'll find my other book, Working with Virtual Assistants, so you can scale your, your business and my most recent book, um, How to Make Swag Work for Your Business. For anybody getting into the swag business, is there any piece of that world that you would just advise people to try to avoid or stay away from? Um, go the agency model, kind of like what I've been talking about. If you, like, I mean, really, it's it's a there's low um, barrier to entry for the business, um, not a lot overhead, so it's easy to get started. You can for sure do it. Um, know what you're doing though. You know, really learn the business, go to the industry conferences, take the educational tools, um, pay for the education, and uh, it'll pay off in the long end. And what would you say is, I guess that kind of goes back to what you had mentioned, because I was going to say, what would you recommend a, a small business uh, really invest in as far as swag goes versus a large business? But you mentioned mm. the butter shirts, and I mean, dude, I love it. Everyone loves a t-shirt. You know what? Before <laughs> the butter shirts, like, I would never be able to answer that um, question with a product. Like, I might say socks, because I love branded socks, but for the most part, like there's not a lot of swag that's just some one size fit all, fits all. You really need to figure out what the use is. Uh, but you're right, the butter shirt can pretty much fit anyone's budget too. So large or small. So it definitely pays for a company any size to really have a, a consultation with somebody in the space rather than just saying, oh, you know. Uh, just buy it online from Foreign Imprint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to call them out like that. but you Well, know, no, like... you're right. I mean, uh, so I've had clients, this is frustrating, and this is a rant, and this is just transparency, but I've had clients that I have pitched, I have gone back and forth, I have sent samples to, I have sent estimates, and I'm going to rephrase what I said to clients, to prospects, and then them come back and stop answering my emails and then start price shopping what I sent online and then it's not apples to apples and then me having to explain it to them. And then that's when you pick up the phone, you have the conversation either at that point, honestly, I don't want to work with them because the trust has been breached or we are able to show them the difference between the products. They understand that ours isn't more expensive. It's just, they're not looking at the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then everything's fine. But, um, yeah, this is, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's it, all I'll say there. <laughs> no, that's all. I solidly maintain that the ability to say no. Oh yeah, is is a luxury. I'm actually trying to say yes more because I say no to uh, <laughs> so many incoming projects. So yeah, uh, well, that's an opportunity shift. You know, yeah. so if they say yes to opportunity, yeah. say no to allowing people to shoot themselves in the foot. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like that. I like that. Good stuff. Right on. So um, so with that, I, I really. Dude, thank you so much for coming in here. I've got, all right, I'm going to harp on this. I got a lot of cool swag over here, you guys. Oh, and actually, dude, this pen looks pretty legit, too. So the pen you uh, <laughs> just picked up is the comedian Angela Johnson's favorite pen. We did a podcast with her, and um, I... You're trying not to laugh. What's that? I'm trying not to laugh. No. I, I'm picked, I'm, her skits are going through. Yeah, the right nail salon. <laughs> yeah, but she tried out the pen, and she absolutely loved it. So, yeah. Dude, yeah, thank you. And... Um, they're only a dollar seventy for like a hundred fifty uh, pieces, something like that. So they're super affordable when you're talking about trick or treaters. Well, yeah. let me just make sure we had that correct. So they're a buck seventy a unit. 
I think they're buck seventy nine. I'm going off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but I know I should know because we sell a lot. But um, they're pretty damn cheap, and I don't even use, like to use the word cheap. Wait, what would you? Is this uh, this? I, I can't think of the, embossing, but I don't think that's the right one. But this is it's a digital feel... color. Yeah, it's a full color that comes with it too. So and, and there's and no this, setup on those. I don't think. What, what would you call this? This feeling, this this rise of the text on the pen here, because I can feel it, and that's actually. Um, that's leaving a mark in my head. Like, oh, right. I like that one. Like, it's I like it. Yeah, it's soft touch. Um, usually with like, you think of uh, silicone wristbands, like the Livestrong ones that are indented, that would be a deboss. And then if it's raised on the Livestrong, that would be an emboss. So it's kind of like an embossing um, type feel that you're feeling. Dude, I love this thing. All right. So yeah. People I... love that pen. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's well balanced. Like, I feel like I can <laughs> throw this across the wall and get stuck, like, stick into the, the drywall. Yeah. Like, this is, this is Good stuff. legit. But, dude, thank you again for coming in. Thank you for bringing us some swag. Thanks of for course. sharing with everybody. Um, I, I really like that you kind of brought out that, that kind of pitfall in business. Like, don't, don't race to the bottom. It's bad for the economy. It's bad for the world, too. I mean, let's be a little bit sustainable at the same time. Well, thank you for having me, Arish. Uh, appreciate you taking the time and uh, love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Um, I know it's a slow grind with the podcast game, so you just keep doing it. That's a pet project. Uh, yeah. You want to go get a burger? I, I just got a burger. Right, <laughs> Fine well. Shout out to Porta Blue. <laughs> right yeah, on. We had them on to eat up. I'm going to have to listen to that one. Yeah. All right, everybody, with that, that is another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast in the books. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, feel free to uh, bother us. No, I'm kidding. Uh, to shout at us on social media at, at handle AdSemble. Uh, Swag Sam, where can everybody reach you? You can go to uh, swagsam.com. That's probably the easiest way. Oh, yeah. All right. So I need that. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. And with that, signing off. Cool. Thanks, Erish. You've been listening to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend, family member, or a weird coworker down the hallway. We're easy to reach if you want to get in touch with us on social media at Handle AdSemble. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also, you can join our Ad Hero community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Ad Hero. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to opendisplay.com for a free account to get started.